You're listening to Illuminate Your Practice, a podcast designed for docs on a mission to align their life and practice. I'm your host, Dr. Christy Wick. I'm a practicing chiropractor, CEO, mom boss, and interior design junkie. I've worked with hundreds of DCs to grow their practices with patients they love, teams that are loyal, and profits that continue to grow. I think we can all agree that your practice isn't truly thriving until your life and business are coexisting in harmony. So if you're ready to bring your whole self to practice, you're in the right place. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody, welcome to Illuminate Your Practice. I'm Christy, and I hope this is coming to you in an exceptionally great time. I hope you're having a great day, time of day, whatever's happening. I hope it's awesome. So I mentioned last week that I am going to be reading some reviews on the podcast, and if I read your review, you should shoot me over a DM, and I have some fun Cairo swag I can send your way. I have a goal. I would love to get to 100 reviews on the podcast app on Apple before the end of the year. And we're at 56. So help a girl out and head on over and let the world know how much you love hanging out with me here on your your audio waves. So today's review is entitled Gold with an amazing star-faced emoji. It is from SmileyG123. And it says, as a self-development podcast junkie and female chiropractor, it literally makes me jump for joy to have something that gives me a healthy dose of both. This podcast will guide you towards your best self. I've been following Dr. Christie for a few years now and can always count on her to deliver amazing content. I cannot wait to see what more this podcast has in store. Thanks so much, SmileyG123. You should definitely send me a DM so I can send you some fun stuff because I really highly enjoy sending presents, giving presents. It's my love language to give other people presents. (laughs) It's great. So what I want to do for all of you today is twofold. It's giving you a little glimpse into what I am going to be talking about at the Women Chiropractors Convention. So at the time of release of this episode, the convention will have been over because I am 100% packing right now. I just took a break from packing to record this for all of you. So I'm leaving today at the time of the recording. But at the time of the release, it will have already been all taken care of, which is awesome. But we will put some links below in the show notes just so that you can head over and check out all the amazing things that the Women Chiropractors Nonprofit is doing. I personally know most of the board members, the founder, and honestly, these women just have such a heart for creating new opportunities, support opportunities for all of us in the profession. And I think their foresight to create what they have created is just phenomenal. And obviously, I'm sure all of you listening are part of their massive free Facebook group, which very quickly became probably like the biggest chiropractic Facebook group there is. I think last I saw, I think it had like 8,000 members. So that's amazing. So shout out 
to Dr. Cindy Shaftoll and Dr. Rosemary Batansky. I definitely will have both of them on the podcast at some point in the future because I just love them both and they have such amazing wisdom and insight. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what I'm going to be speaking about at the convention because it also is going to give you a framework that you can use as you are headed into the end of the year planning ritual that happens in your life. So oftentimes as chiropractors, it is very easy to forget the business side of things. And honestly, the business side of things is one of my favorite parts. It's definitely my favorite part to talk about. And I created something that came out of my reflection on when I took my practice from average, mediocre, to where it is now. Obviously, that was a lengthy process. But in the beginning, in the first like 18 months or so, I went on a very quick journey to change many different aspects of my practice in order to be more aligned with what I wanted to do long-term as a career. And honestly, I think so many chiropractors know where they want to end up, but the road from here to there is really overwhelming or it's stressful or, you know, I always hear, I have so many things to do. The list is so long. I don't know where to start. And as a coach, I was just kind of charged with that comment over and over. And so I had to figure out a structure that my newer members could follow of things that they could look at in what particular order to allow themselves to really ask what needed to be changed in order to work towards their ultimate goal. So this is going to be a quick episode because I'm not going to dig too deeply into each of these topics. I definitely, I'm sure, have talked about this in the past, but I want to give you my inside out practice success framework. I'm going to be giving you some key pieces. There's actually 10 parts to it. And I think I'm going to talk today about eight. And I just want you to have the opportunity to write these down. In fact, obviously, we can definitely just put the bullet points in the show notes below so you can like take a screenshot on your phone and you can work off of it later. But the reason why I'm bringing this to the table for the WDC convention is because it really allows you, as I mentioned, a step-by-step list of the things that you can look at as you're planning for next year so that you can prioritize that really long list of things and you can know where to start. So again, this is the order of what I did when I took my practice from 100-ish a week. Like I probably average anywhere from 75 to 100 a week patient visits to 300 plus by myself as a solo doc in a very short period of time. So the number one thing I started changing and evolving was my outward facing marketing. So things like just freshening and cleaning up my website, my social media presence, my branding, all of the things that really allow you to tell people who you serve 
by showing them. And I had a lot of congruency issues, I would say, where I wasn't quite hitting the nail on the head when it came to my ideal demographic. So the number one thing you can look at as you're planning for next year is your outward facing marketing and how aligned it is with the people that you really find joy in serving. Number one. Number two is team and personal development. So really asking yourself if your current structure and makeup of your team is fitting the culture that you want to have on the long-term basis. Is it something where you can expect consistency? Are you feeling like they are engaging with the growth opportunities that you're providing them? Are you consistent with team training and team meetings? and so on and so forth. And then the personal development side of that is as you're moving into next year, what specifically do you want to learn more about yourself in order to bring more of you to practice? How do you want to get down to the root of maybe some of the things about you that you're struggling with in when it comes to actually seeing growth in practice or when it comes to ease and like a sense of calm in practice. Consistent personal development work is really the number one thing that will help you grow professionally. It is always a thing. I'm sure I said after, you know, when I did my camp episode, we had several women go back to practice and within the first two weeks after camp, they hadn't changed anything and they had records in practice because they were willing to dig into what's going on with them, which is always super key. So number two, team and personal development. Number three is your intake communication as well as your daily communication. So how much emphasis have you placed on training on those two particular things? Obviously, this comes from both a CA perspective as well as a doc perspective in practice, but there are so many touch points that honestly, I think people forget about. In fact, I'll quickly rattle them off from my slide here for the convention. But here's what I mean just when I talk about basically intake communication, because I kind of look at intake as the first several visits. This is my first opportunity to create an impression with a new patient. So there's email text interaction, there's potentially a new patient phone call, there's an initial conversation with the CA between the CA and the patient at day one, there's a potentially a conversation during an office tour, there's a conversation with a tech CA during an exam, there's the conversation obviously that you have all throughout day one as far as your exam and your explanation of chiropractic and you're helping them understand how their goals should be prioritized and then met. There's the conversation as they exit day one and they're prepping for day two. So the CA is obviously helping them, you know, leave their first appointment and getting them prepared for the next one. There's potentially an email communication between day one and day two appointments There's day two welcome back conversation. There's potentially conversation around a new patient gift. I mean, there's a lot of touch points. And just focusing on creating some more opportunity for connection 
throughout those touch points and for really prioritizing what the patient needs and making sure that they feel heard can be a massive game changer in practice. And then beyond that, something to always consider is just how are you making daily communication in the practice, again, more connected, more congruent, potentially in some cases more concise? How are you ensuring that there's some chiropractic in there? So looking at your daily communication is another fantastic opportunity for growth. All right, we're on number four. Number four is your actual day one and day two. So how much are you asking yourself how effective you are in those two specific cases? Are you practicing? Are you going back and looking at your stats when it comes to certain types of new patients, whether or not they're converting? Are you creating an opportunity for you to actually put together a detailed plan for someone to prepare and present at a day two? So lots and lots of opportunities there. Then we are on to number five, which is care plans. Again, I have a terrible memory, but I have to imagine that I've done an episode about care plans because it's a big thing for me. If I haven't, I will. And I will definitely talk to my team about whether or not we have. But just taking the time as you're planning into next year to ask yourself if you are providing care plans that you think are congruent with what's necessary to help someone reach their goals. This is definitely one of the most common subluxations, if you will, for chiropractors where they're constantly concerned about what people will do instead of being concerned about what they need. And I am sure I have gotten on my soapbox about this before on the podcast. It is a huge, huge, important teaching moment for me because it's something that I had to learn. And honestly, at this point, it's a cringeworthy thing for me because I always just compare it to other health professions. And the best example I always give is like, if I'm taking my kids to the orthodontist and the orthodontist is watering down what they need for their teeth because they're worried about what I will say, I would never trust that orthodontist again. I am paying them for their expertise and I want them to tell me what's required in order to move from point A to point B with my kids and their goals. So I really think that this is something that most chiropractors need to reassess on a regular basis to ensure that they are being honest about, for instance, what they would do if for themselves if roles were reversed. So I always tell my clients, if you're not giving the same care plan you would give to like your sister or your child, as far as, you know, frequency and duration, then you really need to ask yourself some deep questions as to why, what your hangup is there with just being honest with your patients. Okay, we're at number six. I am right. We're doing eight. Number six is financials. 
So just cleaning up your financial offerings or making sure that you're looking back at your profitability and how much it costs you to provide an adjustment, making sure that you are right-sizing anything that needs to happen as far as price changes. I mean, everything right now is going up in the world. So people have come to expect those increases. So if it's time to make that jump, I would really encourage that. But another really common thing I see here is just way too much complication. People, chiropractors tend to complicate all of our offerings and it makes people just glaze over. You just lose them because it's so confusing. I am a big proponent of giving someone two payment options. Two, that's it, just two. It makes everything much more streamlined for them as well as your staff. So financials, do you need to look at exactly what's going on financially in your practice with what you are offering patients? Number seven is not just progress exams, but consistent progress exams. Again, another super common thing in the chiropractic world. You all tell me, oh, I should be better about doing progress exams. Like when I do them, it is this frequency, even though I would like to do them at this frequency. Progress exams are not only super helpful for you to have a checkpoint, if you will, of a mental check-in of how well you feel that patient is progressing. It just kind of disrupts the routine And that helps, in my opinion, you get clear about what needs to happen. But really, so much there for the patient. They need to be celebrated. They need to have that clear depiction of where they were, where they are now, where they're going. I mean, so much of what happens in that progress exam conversation helps you get to the root of anything new that's happening. Over and over in practice, I see that you know, people will tell us in day-to-day adjustments like very little and then all of a sudden progress exam time comes and that just kind of opens up a door to have much deeper conversations. So consistent progress exams, whatever consistent means to you. Notice I don't tell you a time frame because that's up to you, but just making sure that you're doing them on your own frequency so that you can ensure that patients are getting the understanding they need of how they're improving. And then the last one I'm going to talk to you about today, again, this is eight out of my 10 points in the Inside Out framework, which is what I talk about inside the membership. There's all kinds of recordings specific to these different components so that as our members are looking to examine things, they can actually go back and watch recordings. And I'm in the process of leading them through some more intensive workshopping sessions to help them really analyze these things so that they can make sure 2022 is what they would like it to be. So the last one I want to talk about today is the transition to wellness and wellness pricing. So wellness care to me just means that you have gotten enough objective change with that patient's nervous system that you are now feeling confident as a provider that they can come less frequently and you can maintain those new nervous system patterns. They have enough stability in that foundation that you can build on. And so the actual conversations around that transition to a different frequency and certainly 
around what exact pricing you offer for that. I mean, it is an entirely different code that is used for a wellness adjustment as compared to, you know, whatever you want to call it, corrective care, acute care, we call it restorative care. So whatever you want to call that initial phase of adjusting, we use different coding for those two things because it is a different procedure, really. I mean, it's it has a different background when it comes to their health history and their goals. So making sure that you are really asking yourself if you're preparing a patient for that, do they have enough exposure to that idea that when they get to that discussion, it's very easy? Is it a no-brainer financially? Is it something that they can really very easily see how to work it into their monthly routine, not meaning they come once a month, but just meaning like whatever their health routine looks like on a week-to-week basis, they can see how chiropractic is going to fit into that picture long-term. This is so imperative to digest personally as a doc and then of course with your team so that you can create an opportunity to have the basis of your practice really built upon the people that you have these long-standing relationships with. All of you are well aware that your wellness people in many cases in your practice are the people you absolutely love serving. You wish you could clone a lot of them. And so much of that replication comes from your attention to this transition to wellness and wellness pricing protocol. So again, obviously I could go in tons of depth with every single one of these bullet points, but it is super important that you ask yourself what is important to you and how you want to communicate these things and what you need to focus on. Because I will tell you this until I'm blue in the face, the best coaches give you framework like this And then they support you as you are figuring out what feels congruent for yourself. Because I can tell you what I do, but it may or may not be what feels best to you. And the only thing that is going to be long lasting in practice is what makes sense for you. So take this framework, use it in your planning. I certainly hope that you all have some sort of fun annual meeting planned with your team or an outing, or maybe you like, I have friends that go to a hotel for a whole day by themselves and they just plan out their next year. That's awesome. So whatever sacred ritual you have around planning your next year, it is October, believe it or not. And so it's time to be thinking about What's going to happen as we close out 2021 and what feels really exciting to pursue in 2022? So I hope that I, I mean, obviously this is coming out after, but I'm going to say this ahead of time. I hope that I'm going to see some of you this weekend so we can, you know, connect, give hugs. We're going to have a booth. So hopefully I can see some of you as you are, you know, milling about And we can chat a little bit more about what is exciting for you for next year. So have a fantastic rest of your day. Again, please help a girl out. Head on over and review the podcast. Leave me a five-star review. This is what will help us reach other chiropractors. And if there's any particular episode you love the most, 
do me a favor and share it on your stories or directly send a little link to the episode to a friend that you know could use that insight. Really so important for me to help those that are ready for a different perspective in their earbuds. Talk to you soon. <laughs>